This is the show that pulls back the industry curtain. We're exploring pop culture, music icons, and food gods. It's the Jeremiah Show with Dr. D. Broadcasting from the HJL Hospitality and Evolve Studios in L.A. And KZSB AM 1290 and FM 96.9 Santa Barbara. Or somewhere from the road. He's opened and fixed more than 200 restaurants, bars, nightclubs, hotels, and neighborhood joints around the globe. He's an industry driver, an author, and a columnist. He's a restaurateur with legendary rock star Mick Fleetwood in Fleetwood's on Front Street in Lahaina, Maui. And he's your radio host. And now, back from a race around the sun, Jeremiah Higgins. Oh, am I on now? You are. Well, thanks, Dr. D. That was, a, that was a rough landing there. I know. Flying well, into the studio. We have six wheels, and I only I, use three of them. I just heard some music. I thought I was a, that you were producing another that radio show. Head. That was my show. That was in your head. This is the Jeremiah show. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. We're uh, we're banging it up today with uh, the Oracle. The Oracle's on the on the. Program. I love it. I love having the Oracle with us. Isn't it? We've we've been, we've been working on four hundred and fifty-two shows. Oh, it took us that long to get them. Nine years uh we got the oracle today excellent you, you may ask who the oracle is i'm not going to tell you yet i'm going no, to tease you a little i am i am um restrict not forbidden or prohibited i am um restricted it's in your in uh, your nda that's right your non-disclosure agreement right. dr d uh it's a it's a little bit about the law today too so that that applied oh nice that uh, you'll get it in, here like in a minute it. hey um i want to talk about the world of comedy a little bit today. I want to talk about the world of entertainment. I want to talk about the world of what you can say, what you can't say. And I, and I, again, the Oracle is here to really put us straight and, and he'll, uh, by the end of this show, if you're wondering, if you're worried, if you don't know what, uh, where to turn and what you can say anymore, I think you'll have the answers by the end of the show. If not, you'll at least have the questions. <laughs> so, so, so join us. Um, what did the top, uh, we I was talking to, uh, my mom, who went to a concert, and at the concert there was a gentleman from from the UK, and he and he told the story about, uh, and this is the, the folk orchestra of Santa Barbara. You know our good friend Adam Phillips, who runs that. Um, at the beginning here, they started it off with talking about the court jester and the tradition of a court jester oh, yeah. and what that me what that meant mm-hmm. for the king. So. And, and if you don't know, I'm going to give you a little bit of a background here real quickly. Jester is a person, Dr. D, who is employed by the European monarch to provide entertainment and tell jokes. But jesters were not only hired to amuse the master and the guests, but to criticize them as well. Oh. Yeah. Jesters held a freedom of speech privilege. And they were one of the very, very few people in the court that could speak their mind freely. And they could use a humor to joke about the nobles, the ladies, and the lords without causing offense. And those medieval, uh, medieval gestures held that great responsibility. And they had to bring, they were required to bring a smile. Or they were, hopefully, they would bring a smile to an angry or a sick monarch's face. That gesture was employed solely to excite and amuse his master uh, to prevent state affairs from becoming over-oppressed and brought liveliness to the meals to help aid the digestion. 
Mm. So that made me start thinking about, uh, I've talked about it a long time ago. It's been a while. But I go to, when I go to bed at night, I'm going to tell you a little secret about Jeremiah's sleep pattern and why I probably mm. don't sleep. But I, I put on Seinfeld or I put on Big Bang Theory or I put on different shows uh, that are comedy. Mm-hmm. Within 30 minutes, 22 minutes, <laughs> the, the time of the show, I'm typically asleep and it, it, it relaxes me. So comedy kind of gets me out of a good TV show, a good com- um, sitcom, gets me out of that, that stress and that, mm-hmm. that mind frame. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started thinking about that. We have a very special guest today who is crea- has created a show, uh, not only created the show, but he's also serves as the executive producer. He is the writer and a director of a show called Brothers-in-Law. He, he co-directs with Kent Falcone and the shows get, you know, it won uh, best of web 2019 um, one and um, is actually, I believe is being shopped right now around. So it's a new comedy about love, Los Angeles and the law. It's recreationally legal. Dr. D brothers in law. Uh, we're going to talk all about the show and it is controversial it's futuristic. It's ahead of its time, but it's tackling a lot of these 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 uh, issues, these these common themes that we're all facing out there right now with a, a, a great comedy, um, but also, like I said, a lot of controversy. So, Jason L. Olive, he's our guest. He is the Oracle. He's an overachiever, and I mean that in the best of ways. Uh, he was on the Sports Lounge with Big Lou last week and he said something on there that i just i just really loved off the cuff he had to think about it he hadn't been asked ahead of time or anything and he told the listener he told big lou what he's most proud of is staying true to himself that is what he's most proud of and i I really loved that theme that idea he's multi-talented multifaceted. honestly he is the real most interesting man in the world (laughs) <laughs> as I've said before, uh, he's many, many things, uh, but today he's uh, first black male supermodel. Uh, you know his picture, you know him from Tyler Perry's uh, television shows, a writer on HBO, a writer, director, actor, producer. He's a fine art photographer, and I'm going to give out more a little bit later. He's a series regular on HBO's The Comeback. He's on a star on the Walk of Fame at Tyler Perry Studios. He's a star of Tyler Perry's, for better or worse. In fact, he's been in, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Jason, over 120 television shows. Yeah, they wrote that on there. I'm not sure. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you, get, you lose count after a certain amount. Welcome, welcome, well, welcome. Jason well, L. Olive, welcome to the show. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. That's a, that's a great setup till you know what's going to happen. The roosters are going to start crying. And then, then there goes there there goes the curtain, right? Okay. <laughs> that's it right there. Uh, if, um, if I may, one very short question. <laughs> ask from, your question. And I am not a comedian, but... It was raised in the 1970s that the key to uh, what the key to comedy was, and it was raised by Steve Martin. And he said, it's all about timing, timing. Is that correct? If Steve Martin said it, it's correct. <laughs> like, what do, you, what do you want me to do? Was, Steve's full of shit. <laughs> I, mean, what do you, I, mean, I mean, my God. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jason. yeah. Tiger Woods said you keep your left arm straight. Keep your damn left arm straight. That's what you do. Yes, Tiger Woods um, doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, yeah, but, you know, I, I, I've had a chance to work with some um, in just incredible uh, comedy minds. Um, you know, uh, when you said Steve Martin, for some reason, Gary Marshall pop, popped into my head. Uh, I got to work with, with Gary on... Um, a film called Raising Helen, uh, which was just phenomenal. You know, for me, just getting to work with with these directors was was man, really one of one of my major goals. Um, so um, see what it was like. You know, see what it was like to work under them. Uh, what what a legend, right? So yeah, there was many conversations that I had got to have with Gary that lived to me this day for, for sure. Timing. Um, you know, when I went to direct the way that he directed was so incredible, you know, he'd come into this scene with, I remember this one scene, it was like a nightclub of 200 extras, you know, cameras on cranes flying everywhere. And he came in the direct scene. Okay. Okay. You guys are going to do this. You chuffa chuffa over here. And then we move here, chuffa chuffa here. And then uh, maybe a little chuffa here and, um, okay, let's go make it good. <laughs> really? Like, you know, um, and you know, that's, that's was, you know, one of the step ones and like, you know, Oh, stars don't really like to get directed. You know? <laughs> they just, you know, he's just like, set the framework, set the framework and go. Mm -hmm. Um, what an incredible lesson, you know, and, you know, there's other type of works that demand such strict adherence uh, to the script, um, either because it's, you know, what, what they, what they feel their audience wants, or they just don't trust their actors. Right. So I've done like soap operas before and there it's like, <laughs> say the comma. Yeah. There's a comma there. The comma. <laughs> yes, for sure. Don't forget the comma, you know? So it's just like two completely, completely different worlds. And I, and I really enjoyed all of them, honestly. Um, uh, you mentioned, you know, Tyler working with Tyler, that, that's, that's a whole nother world. Um, and, you know, I understand that people um, might have their opinions, you know, here or there on, on the content, you know, on the, on the quality of the content, so to speak. Right. But look, you're talking about a genre that, that would not exist if not but this man um, in, in terms of true. black comedy with no cuss words. The entire family can watch. There's not going to be any crazy nudity, nothing like that. And the good guy always wins. Hmm. Right. So there was a lot of that that I took. Like I took a lot from Gary when I was directing and I took a ton from working with Tyler. You have to understand at one point working with Tyler, okay, normal, normal sitcom, you're working a week, you know, five days, you get one show. We were shooting four shows a day. Wow. Four shows a day. Okay. Over how so, many hours? Oh no, we were, we were, we, he would, he don't want to pay overtime. No, 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 there's no, <laughs> wow. <laughs> that man's a billionaire for a reason. He's not paying no overtime. Wow. No, I mean, but, but think about the Think about the beauty of that. Right. So the only people really getting for paid four times a day were the actors. It was my God. It was the greatest job I ever had in my life because plus the cast is just incredible fun to work with. Uh, it was moving so fast that you literally had to make things up on the, on the fly. We had, earpieces in our ear 
And in the middle of the scene, he'd be Tyler would be talking to us on these earpieces. No, do this there. Hey, hey, when he does that, you do that. And, you're, and, and so you're trying to, you know, you're trying to be in the scene. And then you also have to have one ear to to, you know, what the real Oracle, right, is, <laughs> is, is telling you in your ear to do next. And and my God, I, I really hope the guy to my right does what he's supposed to do, because if he doesn't do what he's supposed to do, I can't do what I just got in my ear and wait till you see that. And then how are you guys going to react? Oh, man, it was wow. unbelievable. And, and no, we were in by six, out by six. You know, that, it was it was wow. it was like that with with four shows in the can. Um, so that kind of speed that just shows you what's possible. I mean, you know, that's like. After that, you look at everybody like, okay, yeah, you guys are playing high school. This is the Super Bowl, yeah. you know, just in terms of what capable and speed, right? right. Now, everybody else, they're just work, running a regular day, but he's taking he's taking four shows worth of budget, pocketing three and spending one. And that's before the thing is even on air, <laughs> which he owns another, what was it, like 13 or 50 sold our show to BET, or not BET, I'm sorry, Oprah, right? And I think he got it like 13% of that company. I mean, you know, it's just insanity. What's something right? behind Tyler Perry, behind the curtain? You talked about Tyler's world and behind the curtain a little bit. You're giving us a peek. What is something yeah. about Tyler Perry that people may not be aware of the man, aside from... Well, obviously um, a great businessman, a great, great director, yeah. great production uh, director. How but. rare is that? Right. Mm -hmm. Like, like this is why, and this is, this is what I said to his face one day. I said, man, you're like, if Walt Disney was Mickey Mouse. <laughs> I because, like that. I had to think about it for a minute. Medea, right? Medea kind kind of being the you know the the character that built Tyler Perry Studios, right? I mean, I mean, really, yeah. he's also Medea. He's also the character behind this, at this point, multi-billion dollar enterprise. So what I think, well, at least, at least what was so eye-opening to me, because we had met, we had had dinner before, whatnot. And, but, you know, this was the first, oh, no, I'm sorry. This was the second time I worked for him, but, you know, first time I worked with him for the, over the course of years. And, you know, I was just like, I mean, God, the guy's a great singer. The guy's a great dancer. The guy is an incredible businessman. The guy's an in incredible, you know, writer. The guy's an incredible director. The guy's an incredible organizer. It, it, you just literally can't point to something he's that, that he's, he's not exceptional at, right? Yes, in the machine that he's built, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so Well, yeah. you mentioned at the top there, I, just, I made a little note of it because I wanted to come back to it, um, that everybody, the good guy always wins at the end. Yeah. And I think that's one reason that sitcoms are so enjoyable to watch without really thinking about them too much is that it wraps they wrap up a couple issues by the end in a nice little you know hope typically a, a something that you're pleased right. with right you feel okay right about and, it. and and Beginning, and so right and exactly end. and so w one of the things we wanted to do with brother what we wanted to do with brothers in law was to break that right so not necessarily okay so the good guy does kind of win but but who's the good guy Mm-hmm. So let's talk that's about how, brothers. That's enough. how we wanted to break that. Right. Right. Is it, is this person really the good guy? And maybe you might be rooting for somebody because we have kind of led you along to believe that this is their box. Right. And what happens two, three episodes later when you realize that the box you put them in was not, you didn't put them in the right drawer. <laughs> yeah. They're not socks. They're underwear. Ah, right. So now, now you've put them in the wrong box. 
So now the show is going to force you to look in the mirror and go, wait a minute, maybe I'm the bad guy. Mm. So that's the right? that's almost that's part of the goal is to for the for the watch the the viewer to uh, to get something from it or to think about, right, think right. about it a little Mo- bit more. Mother Teresa, right? Uh, you know, one must participate in their own salvation. Well, you got to participate in your damnation as well. You are, uh, you know, what you're really, really good at, Jason, among everything else, quotes. <laughs> you're very quotable. Uh, I've already well, got like what? ten I, out of I, out of this I, interview I so far. I had to do that because when I was younger, I was so shy and I couldn't really talk. Really? I, I couldn't speak to people. Really? So I, I kind of had to, I kind of had to learn to do that, right? Hmm. And I, and I learned that that maybe one of the reasons that I wasn't that great at speaking is is because my words were terrible. So if I just steal other people's words, I can. How make you, up for that right you, you thought that your words were terrible and when you were young <laughs> well or? yeah i didn't really have uh yeah i i, I guess I, I didn't practice communication that that much you know i was, I was kind until of what age you know very um until very late hmm. until my late 20s what would yeah. uh, intimidate you it was speaking public speaking or just social um i guess i didn't yeah i was never i was never that great socially um which is just shocking that I would end up doing a bunch of comedy. I was never the funny kid or the, or the one with the jokes, you know, um, I, you know, I was an athlete. I, I was an athlete and a scholar, you know, I was a I supermodel. I, I, well that, yeah, but that was that, that, that crown was bestowed upon me. That was not yeah. <laughs> something. No, but I, I mean, you put yourself out there. You, know, you, were... I didn't, you know, I wasn't sitting in the womb going, when I get out, I'm going to be good looking, you know, no, that, didn't, that wasn't how that went down. You know what I mean? Uh, but what was cool about that was that, you know, before that, no one who really looked like me or around me, right. Um, you know, around my looks, even, you know, uh, had that um kind of you know that that blessing and you know to, to to be that person so you know with that takes some responsibility and all that but um yeah i mean i i i was a lot of people so what happened then right i i went from being okay he's he's a nerd he's he's like you know really to himself to being completely stuck up so actually what you just talked about is one of the things that led me to have to realize, oh, I have to learn how to communicate better because when I'd be on these jobs or, or whatever, and I'd be to myself now, because, you know, I had a certain perceived standing. Now I was stuck up. I just didn't want to talk to anybody. Mm. I was like, no, I was just like not a very communicative person. It came off wrong. What, what you're really yes. feeling. And uh, yeah. do you mind um, mentioning your ethnicity? You talk about you, you, nobody looked like you, you, you right. felt and you're, but there's so many listeners out there. So many kids, I think that will hear this from you coming from you. and would yes. be inspired for, I know there are kids out there that are shy. I was very deathly shy for many, many years. Um, I, all those things. I mean, I know there are a lot of kids out there we each go through our own thing and our own for our own reasons, our own insecurities. But I think it's really interesting what you've mentioned, because what is your, you know, your, your family, your ethnicity. Right. So, so both sides are are really old American families. Um, At least 12 generations, maybe up to 16, 17 generations on one side or the other, but at least 12 on both. So my dad is, is African-American goes through, that that lineage goes through say, slavery in Kentucky, mm-hmm. right? My my um, 
mom's family goes back to wagons, uh, German, Jew, Irish, Irish side came over during the potato famine. The German family actually came over uh, pioneer days. So um, through that, there's Native American mixed in Chippewa um, is was what we've known mostly. Um, and um, yeah, so every, everything. My yeah. daughter is literally everything because her grandfather found out he was like 23 percent Asian. Like who knew her, 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 her uh, maternal grandma. Pa. So, you know, yeah, you know, so as, you were as, aware- mixed slash as American as it gets. Right. Mm-hmm. And you were aware of that as a, at a young age of yeah. being a little bit Yeah, different. like I watched this Colin Kaepernick movie, his that, that kind of like biopic, and and I'm just like, oh, wow, you know? I remember doing that 10 years before he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but going through all that and, you know, um, you know, uh, yeah, living it. But then, again, once you find your voice, and then I was like, oh, wait a minute, I can talk about anybody. Mm-hmm. Right. So then then I think some of the comedies, particularly with brothers in law being born and raised in Los Angeles, being born and raised in this multi, you know, ethnic community that is Los Angeles and then finding my voice and listening to all this talk and all this gibberish for all these years and kind of sitting on the sideline and not saying anything about it, at least nothing publicly, really. I mean, you know, um, you know, outside of school papers and stuff, uh, you know, um, you know, that's what brothers in law was for me. It, w- it was, it was, I wanted to give voice to all these things that I've experienced as someone who's actually from LA, not yeah. just a carpet bagger, right. But somebody who was born and raised here and, um, has, has lived this life of, you know, multiculturalism and, mm-hmm. um, all the, all the other issues that we are, are facing today. L- LGBTQ, all, all that kind of stuff that I grew up with right. in, in this town, which is my town. Well, let's dig into that. When we come back from the break, we're talking today with special guest. Uh, we've named him the Oracle. Um, I, he can have that if you want. Jason L. Hollis. Oh, I'm going <laughs> to advocate that. <laughs> You'll advocate. We'll do it for you so you don't feel, yeah. uh, they don't, people don't think you've got too big of a head. He's a creator. He should have one, though. Um, he is doing a lot of good stuff out there. If you're just joining us, we're talking to Jason Lawrence Olive. He's a creator, the executive producer, writer, and co-director of Brothers-in-Law, a new television show coming to you soon with Kent Falcone. Let me give you a little teaser about Brothers-in-Law. Love, Los Angeles, and the law. Brothers-in-Law is a half-hour legal comedy created by actors, writers, and directors Jason Lawrence Olive and Kent Falcone. Brothers-in-Law tells the sordid tale of two high school rivals who, years later, are reunited serving as opposing counsel in a high-profile sexual harassment lawsuit. Unbeknownst to them, this chance reunion will set them down a winding road of love and legal affairs, leading them toward an unthinkable end. Working together. We'll be right back.
Mr. Restaurant is a tasty new segment on The Jeremiah Show. Host Will Knox, renowned restaurant real estate specialist, serves up a fresh look at the restaurant business. On the menu, celebrity chefs, startups, operators, deal makers, designers, and those are just some of the appetizers. Look for all of Mr. Restaurant shows. Tell your smart speaker to play The Jeremiah Show, Mr. Restaurant. I am Shadow Stevens. While I'm doing this and that and the other thing at the very same time, I'm having a great time on The Jeremiah Show, the greatest show in the history of the world. For the love of God, subscribe. No, seriously, subscribe. Welcome, Los Angeles. The Jeremiah Show is now on Radio Candy Radio. Discover a world of emotions, your digital radio. The Jeremiah Show airs 10 p.m. Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. RadioCandyRadio.com. Hi, I'm Mariel Hemingway, and you're listening to The Jeremiah Show. show we have a very special guest today with us the oracle jason lawrence olive he's the creator the executive producer writer and director and uh he also co-directs with kent falcone the new tv show brothers in law and we're going to talk about brothers in law because i think this is such an important conversation it's such an important show at a perfect time um i don't know if you planned it that way jason but uh i ha- it looks like you have really planned out everything that you do and succeed in. So I'd imagine you do. You did. Well, I, I tell you, it, um, no, I mean, <laughs> well, I set it, you up so it, well, you could have just was, taken that. Yeah, right. You set it up, I knock him down. Um, so, um, you know, here's the interesting thing about the timing of this. Um, I wrote this originally in 2016. And I wrote it because, um, you know, I was on your guys' other show with the sports and stuff. So at one point I was an all-American athlete, pro athlete. Uh, Yeah. And then all of a sudden I couldn't walk anymore. Um, I was actually, it had started, I was out training with a buddy of mine, um, playing on tour loosely, kind of on the fringes of tour, wasn't dedicating a lot of time to it, but very good player. So I could still qualify tour events and stuff like that. Uh, And all of a sudden something went click. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. Fast forward um, many years because I was in denial and pain and dealing with all that. And I needed hip replacement surgery. Mm. And so I got this surgery in 2016, early 2016. Uh, I was also actually on the Tyler Perry show at that time. Thank God we are on hiatus. And I had to learn to walk again within the span of a couple months to make it back to the show. This is actually a story I never told anybody, but 
during that time, I'm literally with a walker going around my block and everything is slowed down literally to a, to a snail's pace. And literally all I had was conversations. So I'd walk around talking to people and I had these amazing conversations with, with my um, neighbors, which could be a show in and of itself. Some of them It's incredible. Um, um, my 90 year old neighbor, I got to tell this one, my 90 year old neighbor who said, Hey, I could beat you in a race. And he was right. <laughs> told me the story of him being a virgin on victory day in Paris in world war two. <laughs> and he had, he had been sent with a, with a letter to deliver to allied HQ. Wow. that was upstairs from a restaurant and he walked down the whole entire place erupted and his first cigar was stuck in his mouth and he threw up for the next two hours. <laughs> <laughs> and he had sex for the first time and he married her and she used him to get back to the U S and then she left his ass like month two. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I talk about like amazing stories, I had these incredible stories and it just started me thinking about conversations. Okay. And then, um, as we talked about on the other show, I was engaged in this incredibly long lawsuit. Thank God we ended up winning seven years long. Right. And we end up and we end up victorious. But so I have these two things going on and I go, Oh my God, who gets paid to talk? I just want to talk to people. I want to, I want to tell a story i want to tell my story my view of things through conversations with people oh lawyers mm -hmm. that's how it came to be mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and at the time not for the public so much but for people in the business we knew that there was this this big rumbling going on about these sexual harassment issues you know, you, right. you you would hear both sides of it as a guy. You would hear like guy, you know, big powerful man. You're at the party, and they're going, yeah, so and so, da da da. And then you'd hear it from your friends who are actresses. God, this asshole. You know what I mean? Like all this is going on, blah blah. You hear both sides. So I devised a story that was actually based on a true story in my life about an actress who is world famous who kind of you know what let's just say this no matter what she did and these are all big world famous things she would do sex was involved right once that wants to wants to uh become you know a, a renowned singer which she had the talent no problem right i mean amazing on her own but just also happens to start dating one of the largest musicians in the world right uh wants to become an actress marries one of the greatest directors in the history of film why you know what i mean it was mm -hmm. always like kind of a man attached to these mm -hmm. things right and so i wrote this story about a, an actress who was suing um ahead of a studio for sexual harassment and it's just not black and white Right there, there's this gray area, which is always where the law enters into, right? Mm -hmm. And we go to shoot it in 2018. By the time we shot it, Weinstein had happened, uh, Spacey had happened, right? Male on male, right? Mm -hmm. um, Hannity, no, not Hannity. I'm sorry. Was that was that his name? No, not. No, he actually broadcasts out of the station, right? Did Bill? Uh, Bill? No, no. Oh, yeah, O'Reilly. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sorry mm -hmm. Mr. Henry. Uh, O'Reilly had happened, right? All these things had happened. I had even created a a little kind of 
a, a spoof spoofish short about two the the, the uh, two two young women who are working in my acting studio. I said, guys, what it is? You guys have just graduated from Brown. You don't have a job. You want to be journalists, so you're going to make your way on the internet. And the way you're going to do it is you two are teaming up to bust guys that are cheating on their spouses, high profile guys, or you're literally like investigative reporting and you're busting them. Right. And so we did this little vignette. It was kind of like Tarantino esque, I would say, uh, in their dialogue before they jump out of the car and he shows up and they go bust him. Right. Well, when the whole thing came out, right, it was two women reporters at the post. I think it was, wasn't it? Right. So all of this stuff, it was like, it was like, life was imitating the script so by the time we wrote it we had to put all the names in we had to change a bunch of all stuff because what we wrote two years before had just happened yeah it was almost uh it was almost as if you had copied the headlines but you hadn't right you you had 100 predicted them in fact and 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 the next episode does that again dealing with transgender sports look i mean you know, you say whatever you want. It's a matter of time until a biological male athlete takes out a female on a soccer soccer uh, field and it's not fixable. Mm -hmm. Like, sorry, he's not going to cut it. That labrum's going to be torn. That ankle's going to be broken. Right. Mm -hmm. There there's there's no other end to the fact that in contact sports, this is going to happen. Mm right so so we take a, a really tough issue to talk about uh and we look at it through the lens of comedy and the lens of the law at the same time because if that goes down i guarantee you it's like in the case of our of our show it's a catholic school she's going to a private catholic school right not unlike you know we could we could call it harvard westlake we could call it you know, Marlboro, we could call it whatever we want to call it around L.A., right? Mm -hmm. That the archdiocese is going to get sued. The school district is going to get sued. Both schools are going to get sued. The parents are going to get sued. It's an enormous lawsuit here in L.A. It's a, uh, right? yeah, yeah. And the show, I mean, you're, you're tackling subjects that probably need some humor brought to them, or, or at least um, we need to look at them. And it, it, the humor can we, it, it bonds all of us. It's a con and like right. music. It's a common universal uh, thing that we all share and we all get. And and maybe some of the topics aren't funny, but you, if you look at it that way, you start you start a conversation. And I don't know if that you're setting out for that as a goal or or that's just, but that's the goal. We don't we don't we don't it's we don't provide the answers, but we will provide you with a bunch of great questions. But 20 right? years and, ago, and all the great comics, comedians, comedic directors, their whole point is that comedy allows you to take a deeper look into very serious subjects yeah. than and does drama and lighten hopefully lighten the the weight mm -hmm. uh, so that you can get past that conversation mm -hmm. we're talking with jason lawrence olive his new show is brothers in law very very clever title play on words there when we come back i want to talk about how the uh the hollywood the executives uh how hard is this as a sell and i also want to talk about what is the what is the shape of comedy right now for comedians can uh, are, are they bound by 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 the new rules or can they still freely as the jester used to can they free do they have free reign and they they help us 
face matters, you know, tough matters in the world that we're facing right now with a little levity. Uh, we're going to be right back. Jason Lawrence Olive. Let me tell you where you can find him. He's out there. He's uh, he's such a, he's an amazing photographer. I love the the series right now. Um, uh, so I believe it's sunrises, uh, maybe sunsets. I apologize if I get it wrong. Um, JasonLawrenceOlive.com. Um, and you can go to JLawrenceGalleries.com to, to look at the, the wonderful work that he's doing there as a photographer. Uh, Jason, correct me if I said it wrong. Which one is it or is it both? Sunrises or sunsets? You got it all wrong. <laughs> oh my God. And I did research. I did, I did my background. I still got it wrong. You did your homework and I'm glad we're here. You know? Yeah. I did my homework. I just didn't, I didn't write that down. I just liked it. the soul collection. Yeah. I was way off, but that was, I liked that You, you came up with a better title. Let's stick to TV. All right. But let's, let's use that title. I like it. We'll be right back. Somerset, England. The Jeremiah Show is now on Core Radio. Keep rocking to the core. Core Radio. The Jeremiah Show airs at 10 p.m. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursday. CoreRadio.rocks. Hey there. I'm Caleb. I'm Becca. And I'm Joshua. And we, we are a girl, girl named Tom. Go to girlnametom.com to hear more of our music buy merchandise and learn about our story you're listening to the jeremiah show
You've been listening to The Jeremiah Show. I am Miles Zuniga from Fastball. Hey, this is Tim. And this is Christian. We're L1011. Hi, this is Ron Sexsmith on The Jeremiah Show. The Jeremiah Show. Welcome back to the Jeremiah Show. Our special guest today is creator. He's an executive producer. He's a writer, co-director of Brothers-in-Law, acted in, in so many uh, films and television shows. You know him. Check him out on YouTube. You can see the interview if you, if you can't uh, picture his name and put it on the face. Uh, it's a good face, though. Jason, welcome back. Hey, thank you guys. Now, how is the, what, let me start with this question. How, what is, in your opinion, um, the role of the comedian now? And can the comedian, truly the writer, comedian, the actor, comedian, um, the director, can they really, truly be and say what they want anymore? Or is there? Well, apparently, apparently the, the comedian of today better know jujitsu. I mean, and that's you. I mean, geez, you know, I, I, I mean, you know, it was so funny because listen, I, I, I love, I love what I do. I, I, I love, I love acting, writing, producing, directing, all that. I love it. But when I compare the people of athletics to the people of my other profession, right. Of, of the TV and film world, I just kind of go, Oh my God. Like, like it, it, it's fastly, you know, it just kind of, kind of goes like, that. I mean, you, you got a guy who's being paid millions of dollars to talk who walks up and slaps somebody for exercising their freedom of speech. That's a little crazy. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, I think the point is, is that you, you have to be able to give people grace. Right. And and one of that's one of the, the big topics that I wrestle with uh, with brothers in law. Right. Is this idea of grace. Nobody is going to get it right. One hundred percent of the time. And because they might um, get it wrong. One out of a hundred times. Does not give credence to anyone who wants to label them right who right we can't say it doesn't give them license because everybody has a license to, to label anybody you can do whatever you want mm-hmm. you can say but it doesn't make you correct right right mm-hmm. even there's a whole even if there's a whole bunch of you and even if you're a minority right so this idea of the tyranny of the minority has been something that I've been dealing with a lot over the years. Being a minority myself, having played a sport of which I was like an immense minority. I mean, you're talking like a thousand to one, right? Um, 
But there is such thing as the tyranny of the minority as well. And as a society, we have to be very careful about that. Um, And I think that the way that you navigate yourself through these very intense cultural um, uh, uh, moments or uh, uh, topics is, is by maintaining your integrity. And, and, and then, and then what, what's the foundation of your integrity? And we're so lucky to be in a country where we have a constitution mm-hmm. as, as bold and rich and powerful as we have, right? Because right. it can really be leaned on, even on a personal level, if we truly understand uh, what it's calling upon us to do as Americans. Well said. Well said. We're going to take our last break real quick. Dr. D, Jason Lawrence Olive is our special guest today. A great conversation. He's uh, He's got a great a new TV show that you are shopping around, right? And it's Brothers-in-Law. Um, I wish I could give out something where they could see it. Uh, Jason, it's not nowhere that we can see it except I've got a copy, but right. Is there anywhere the listener I can find it? Yeah. I sent you I've the got, link. I've got the link. Is that link public though? No, oh, that's what I'm. That's what I'm talking about. Well, I'm sorry, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Sorry, everybody. I, I got a copy. You don't, <laughs> but you will see it soon. And we're talking about the show today, and so much uh, around the show that that's important to to discuss today with our special guest. So much fun. Such a good guy, Jason Lawrence Olive. We'll be right back. Early morning, drawing pictures. Rolling hills and mountaintops You were there, it's just a notion For a feeling that I never got, I know Nothing gonna hold you down You and her were on the edges Midnight trips and parking lots Settled down with life expected With the freedom you never lost, and I know I'm gonna hold you down You go Anyway the wind Check out Jeremiah's top 10 new artist picks on Radio India Alliance each week. The Radio India Alliance is a chart service that allows indie recording artists an opportunity to have chart placements. We don't charge. We support RadioIndiaAlliance.com. Hi there, everybody. This is Ann Hitch. Hey, everybody. I'm Art Alex Hucks from the band Everclear. My name's Danny Drejo. And you're listening to The Jeremiah Show. Jeremiah, your loved home. need help with your restaurant or hospitality business? See how we can help your business at hjlrestaurantadvisors.com. Hey, this is Jeff Stump Baxter. Please open your heart and reach out to a veteran and let them know, number one, that they are loved and respected. You won't give up if they don't give up. And you're listening to The Jeremiah Show.
Welcome back to The Jeremiah Show. Special guest today, Jason Lawrence Olive. He is, again, he's you're just joining us. He, he does so many things, and I, I can't list them all on the show here. I would encourage you to, uh, he's, he's, a, he's a great athlete and, and well-known. He's, he's founded the Los Angeles Volleyball Club. Um, I'd love you to check that out. And, uh, you know, Jason is a coach and, uh, as I said, the founder. Um, check out that interview though on the Sports Lounge with Big Lou. It's it's really very fascinating and inspired me to invite Jason on this show uh, to learn more about this gentleman. He's uh, really got a great voice for all of us um, and a great message. That you're, the TV show Brothers in Law can't wait to see it uh, on air. I'm sure that won't be very long before someone picks that up. I guess I've got one question before we go, uh, because we've run out of time, unfortunately, but I'm sure this is first of many talks that we'll have, Jason, hopefully. Um, Comedy. Why is Hollywood not making comedy right now? I know the old adage that Hollywood represents the state of the world, but listen, I'm tired of the state of the world. Can somebody make some comedy? Fear. Fear. Fear, right? It's it's, it's about fear. Um, Yeah, because, you know, you hear it a lot about the writing rooms in 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 the in the color uh the, the multi-genderism and all that kind of stuff that's reshaping the writing room which a lot of that is wonderful um uh but at the same time a lot of that a lot of that is is out of fear as well right that you know the 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 big the networks and whatnot they're just so afraid to get it wrong mm-hmm. right so we need, so it. With, we need it with brothers-in-law right me having been in all these worlds and being every ethnicity and actually having lived almost just separate lives within each of these communities um uh, you know, gives me a very unique lens and a very unique understanding of where we can we can write this show and tackle these incredibly difficult subjects and um, and do it right. Uh, but at the same time, I don't know. Maybe it will mean that we have to turn it into a webisode. I mean, it, it almost as though anything that that takes an honest look right now in any medium is uh, on the web. Hey, that might be like, HBO Max. I mean, they want the show. Right? Pick it up. Yeah, <laughs> they're calling yeah, to I tell mean, you they they've got the I show. I don't think I don't think there's a network that would dare to put us on. I, I don't think so. All even right. though the good guy wins, or even though the good guy. Um, Reveals himself. Might not be who you think it is. <laughs> Jason Lawrence <laughs> Olive, man. Uh, you've got, you do really, and this is a genuine statement, you've got a voice and you've got a perspective that, that I'm, I'd love to see more of out there in the entertainment world. Uh, keep doing the great work. P- visit us often. Um, and I wanted to say finally, uh, I'm going to give you a final word here in a moment. I just want to dedicate this show, if I may, Dr. D, uh, to Jeanette Sylvia Shields, 1956 to 2022. You'll be missed. Very much so. Um, Jason, final words to your fans, to, to the so studio much for execs. Having me on, guys. Yeah, I, I uh, you know, I haven't had that much of an opportunity to talk about the show. I, I really appreciate being a part of this and, and having the forum and, um, you know, uh, Love, love to be back on, you know, once it gets out there. It's your home. And for anything you want to promote, you you walk on anytime, my friend. And uh, hopefully Big Lou and 
the three of us can get together. Even Dr. D, if he can get out of town. Yeah. Uh, and we can grab a drink <laughs> hey, we're somewhere. in Vegas next week for the regionals. Oh, All right. So, so yeah, plug it. What there do you, you got? Go. Plug Come it. see it. Send the, send the website, plug it real quick. Your Los Angeles yeah, uh, that, volleyball the, club. The TV, the TV show is brothersinlawtvshow.com and the volleyball club with Big Lou. That's losangelesvolleyballclub.com. Awesome. Beautiful. All right, everybody. All right, guys. Communicate, listen more, and evolve. Have a great week. and you are listening to the Jeremiah Show. Listen, man. Did you like our soundtrack? Find all of our soundtracks on Spotify. The Jeremiah Show. Look for the black label. As always, a big thanks to Dr. D for making our voices come alive on the airwaves and to our station manager, Les Carroll, for letting us on the air at all. Be sure to check out our very own Richard Dugan, a.k.a. Dr. D, Peabody Award-nominated radio show. Tell me your story every Sunday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Listeners, we appreciate you and want to hear from you. Please send us your ideas at jeremiah at thejeremiahshow.com or on Messenger, on Facebook, or Instagram. The Jeremiah Show is produced by executive producer Jeremiah Higgins and sound and engineer producer Richard Dr. D. Dugan and me, your announcer, Tony Kelly. Communicate, listen more, and evolve. 
This is Miles Copeland. Yeah, I just had the honor of speaking to the Jeremiah Show. Who would have believed that little old me would have the opportunity to speak on such a prestigious show? And they even talked about my book, Two Steps Forward, One Step Back, My Life in the Music Business. So it was a great pleasure to uh, be on that show, the Jeremiah Show. I love you. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.